George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds, Wealth Manager and Chief Tax Strategist at McReynolds Wealth Management, serving you in Southeast PA. He's got an office in Lansdale, and you can find us online at prosperpodcast.com. That's prosperpodcast.com. While you're there, make sure you click on and subscribe to the podcast in whatever format of choice is good for you. If you got questions or concerns about anything we talk about on the show, always reach out to a qualified professional like George at 215-699-1050. It's 215-699-1050. George, welcome back. How are you, buddy? Oh, doing fantastic. How are you been? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. And what's been new with you since the last time I talked to you? Well, I uh, recently got back from Boston. I was up there for a week. It was the uh, expert summit at the Harvard Club, the Harvard Alumni Club. And I had my uh, 15 minutes of fame there. I gave a speech about getting your goals back on track when life knocks you off the path. So wow. that's uh, hopefully going to be a chapter in a forthcoming book. Actually, it, it should be out, out and on the stands by Labor Day. So I'm, I'm just writing the one chapter and others are contributing, other, the other speakers. Well, that's really cool, man. So I imagine that was a lot of fun, and that's always beautiful up in Boston. So although, I don't, was it hot while you were there, or was it decent? Uh, it was pretty decent, but we were indoors. There were some long days. It wasn't yeah. as much fun as it might sound. Nah, I got gotcha. you. But uh, it was definitely worth it, definitely worth it to meet the other people that were speakers, and, and even the people in the audience were cool. just incredible uh, achievers. Well, we'll talk more about that when it comes out. We'll look forward to hearing more about that, but very, very cool. Well, for now, let's go ahead and get into our podcast so we can kind of keep these at a bite-sized level for our listeners. I wanted to ask you real fast about the bill that has gone through the House. Congress is working on now. I guess they've got it before them. It's called the Secure Act of 2019. There's several provisions in there that's going to relate to retirement planning and things of that nature. But I just wanted to address the RMD age. They're looking at backing that up from 70 and a half to 72. Actually, they've got another thing called the Reza Act that might even push it back to 75. But overall, what's your thought on pushing the age back for the RMDs? Do you think it's a good thing? I think it's a good thing for consumers. It'll give them a little more time to plan. It'll just give them a couple of years where they won't take any money out. But when they do take money out, they'll still be taking it out at the same pace they would have been before because it's based on your life expectancy. But by moving it to 72 or 75, that'll give you a few more years to plan to possibly do a conversion and move money out of the tax later bucket into the tax never bucket. And it just allows that to happen a little bit faster because it won't be complicating. Once once it gets moved to the tax never bucket, it's excluded from the RMD. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine that they got to looking at this and thought, well, 70 and a half to 72 is really only a year and a half. And maybe that's why they're now considering the 75 
pushing on back further. Who knows? We'll see. Like I said, it's still got to go before the Senate, and they're going to take these two bills. They're liable to mash some things up, but we'll keep an eye on that as well and share that information on the podcast as we learn about it also. But for now, since that's kind of a nice segue talking about those to the 401ks, let's discuss exposing some weaknesses and just a conversation around the 401ks. It's a powerful tool. It's a great tool, but it is not perfect. So let's talk about some things folks might want to be aware of when it comes to the alphabet soup of 401k or 403b or 457 or TSP or whatever. And actually, you're, you're starting something new that's going to work well with this. Tell me about that. Well, we're going to be able to give it very, very low cost, very specific advice to someone's specific 401k plan. In fact, we already have thousands of them uh, into the system. And basically, people will subscribe and then we will send them, we will look at their plan, we will calculate an investment selection specifically for them, and then we will update that on a quarterly basis, how to adjust it. And we'll also use something called a, a stop loss or byline to uh, help them uh, be a little more protective when the market's trending down. So we're going to have a lot more coming out about that, but uh, they'll just go to the website, which is helpdirected401k.com, helpdirected401k.com. And then the promo code to plug in is helpdirected401k. And then they can enter their information, information about their plan if their employer's not already there. And initially, it's going to be at no cost. And then when we do roll it out completely, it'll be at a very, very low cost. Very cool. All right. Well, help directed. Yeah, absolutely. Helpdirected401k.com, right? That's correct. All right, cool. Well, we'll talk more about that as George unveils more of that as well. So let's talk about some of these weaknesses. Administrative costs. Let's start there. You know, the cost typically from the employer, you know, that's they're setting this up for you, usually gets passed on to you. So, you know, this is a place where we got to look at making sure that we are understanding the administrative cost. Yes. And, and the way they've shifted it from the employer to the employee is by using different share classes of the annuities or of the mutual funds. So in some plans, you get an R1 and some plans, you get an R4, some plans, you get an R7. And what the difference is between those is the expenses. And basically, they can with the higher expenses, they can kick back an amount to cover the administration. Now, there's been numerous class action suits, and I think this is coming to an end. But they have been relatively on the high side. They've been kind of almost like pork barrel the way the the Congress has had. A lot of expenses have been puffed up inside the uh, employer plans, 401ks, 403bs. In a lot of cases for the smaller companies, they're much higher because they have to do roughly the same amount of paperwork. So they end up going into a lot of insurance-based programs, which are, are much more expensive. Okay, so when we're talking about exposing some weaknesses, again, administrative costs is an area you can look for. Also, when you're talking about 401k weaknesses, the mutual funds really kind of, I mean, most of the time they primarily consist of mutual funds and not a lot else, George, right? So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, they are predominantly mutual funds. And again, for some of the smaller companies, they're insurance company uh, products, uh, generally annuities. And there's different classes of the mutual funds. They're getting much better giving more generic, low-cost investments, index funds. Some places are now offering ETFs or exchange-traded funds, which are much lower cost. There's a difficulty in including those in the 401ks because of the way that they're traded. Mutual funds, the price is set at the end of the day. and ETF, the price is set throughout the day, just like it would be on a stock. 
And then another option that's coming up recently, and it's expanding quite a bit because it gives the, the employer some protection from the suitability requirements, making sure that all the investments are good. And it's called self-directed brokerage. And our spin on that is the help-directed brokerage where the client can pick, let's say that their 401k is with Fidelity and then okay. Fidelity has their self-directed brokerage. So they can go into that and they can buy any other fund that Fidelity has on that platform. And in some cases, they can get some financial advisor specific help managing their account on an ongoing basis. And all of the fees would be paid out of their account, which means it's all paid on a pre-tax basis. Gotcha. Okay. Well, now a lot of times, George, 401ks also, they really have limited asset classes, right? A lot of times we get into these things and we're predominantly sitting in large caps, you know, maybe a few other things as well, but overall they're fairly limited. Yes. Especially I think in the bond category, one major plan that I know of only has one bond alternative and it covers the aggregate bond index, which is 18 sectors of the bond market. And that doesn't allow you to include things like uh, high yield bonds or international or, or other things. It's just bonds. And there's a big difference if you can move through the different sectors of the bond market rather than just owning the entire bond market. And they're always heavy with large growth. They tend to shy away from some emerging markets and small caps and, and a lot of specialties or sector funds. Yeah. Yeah. And they certainly, you know, limit those assets, uh, asset classes and, you know, obviously things like energy or healthcare or commodities and so on and so forth. So again, we're talking about just areas where the 401k, it's, it's a good tool, but it is definitely not perfect. And we're just discussing a few areas to consider where it has some weaknesses and then taking that information and having a conversation with your advisor about ways that to make sure that you're being as efficient as possible with your investment vehicles. And of course, George McReynolds can help with that. As he just mentioned, they're getting ready to launch this 401k help help directed 401k.com which would be a cool tool to use and get some more information on and we'll share more of that as it comes out i guess a final piece here to discuss george is just really the subpar conservative investments overall with 401ks you know if you want to be conservative you're not going to find a lot of choices in the 401k to your point a minute ago maybe some of the bond funds and something called a stable value fund what's that well it's uh basically a fixed annuity. It's an investment where the principal does not fluctuate at all. Okay. And it may pay a tiny amount of interest and it reflects the current interest rate environment. And generally it won't keep up with inflation or they haven't kept up with inflation in the past. So it's like a silent death. You park your money there and then it, it shrinks on you, but you don't notice it. And it's not right for most people, but that's where people pour their money in when they don't understand it, when they don't have uh, education or, or when they don't have any help on how to invest their money. And most importantly, not just to help invest their money, but to help them stay invested when the news tries to distract them. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, with all these kind of different things, especially when we're talking about these subpar conservative investments here, a lot of times as we're getting closer to retirement, that's when we're talking about trying to reduce our risk, right? Our exposure to risk. Right. But again, they may only be working for a period of time, but hopefully they're going to be living for a long time beyond sure, right. their retirement. So it's not just for the retirement, but when will they actually start to take distributions and how big will the distributions be? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well, listen, if you've got questions or concerns about your 401k, you want to have a conversation with George. That's one of the reasons we do the podcast is to talk about topics every so often when we get together and do these. So if you have some questions, you need some help, don't hesitate. Reach out to George at 215 699 
1050 It's 215-699-1050 or share this podcast with friends or family. Give us a like, whatnot on various outlets at prosperpodcast.com. And we'll finish up this week's show with an email question from Blair. And Blair is in Glenside and, and he says, I was always told that I'll be in the lower tax bracket when I retire, George. And that I should be putting as much money into the 401k as possible. Well, now I'm retired and I am not in a lower tax bracket. And all of my savings are going to be taxed as ordinary income. Where did I go wrong here? I don't know that he went wrong, did he, George? It's just that that's what we've been told forever in a day. Right. And the problem is the people that have been doing the telling, they've been writing for the average person. But the average person fights and worries and argues about money. They couldn't get through a financial crisis. There's a a different kind of advice that's required or a different level of advice that's required for people that are successful. And successful people are going to pay more money in taxes as we look into the into the crystal ball with the government expenses and with the fact that their income is likely to actually go up in retirement if they've done things right. And our approach for that for our clients is we sit down and we have three buckets. And I just love a uh, the quiz from Ed Slot, the IRA expert. And he says, when's the best time to pay taxes? And the answer is never. I was going to say, not at all if we can help it, right? Never. The second best time to pay taxes, and this is where people get it wrong, and the mass market writers say the best time to pay taxes is later. But our response is the best time to pay taxes is when the rates are low. And for many reasons, rates are low right now because of clients' individual situations, because of the tax changes that happened last year, because that they're not compounding their taxes by uh, Social Security payments, their adjusted gross income isn't increasing their payment for their Medicare Part B, C, and D. So there's a lot of complexity when you retire, and it's not necessarily visible. So we create three buckets when we meet with a client. We have a tax now tax later and tax never bucket. And we lay that out for the clients. And many of them find out that they've got too much money in the tax later bucket. And then we also try to to get an assessment on whether they're likely to be in a higher, lower or the same bracket. And once we show it to them graphically where all their money is concentrated, it really helps them make a good decision. And then it's a matter of coming up with a plan spread out over several years to put the money from the wrong bucket into the correct bucket. So that's as, uh, as best I can answer without giving specific right. advice. But basically, Blair Blair got information that was right for everybody else, but not for himself. Yeah. And a lot of times we see that's what's the case and that's what happens. So Blair, don't beat yourself up, but go ahead and have a conversation with a financial advisor, with a, a chief tax strategist or wealth manager like George McReynolds. Give him a call. You've already emailed us. So reach out, maybe have a conversation, talk more in depth. 215-699-1050, your number to call. 215-699-1050. And we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Again, go to prosperpodcast.com, prosperpodcast.com. Share it with other folks. Give us a like, give us a review, whether it's on Apple Podcast or Google Play or whatever platform of choices that you use, and you'll get more episodes as they come out. And you can also check out past episodes. George, thanks for your time. We're going to wrap it up this week, and I hope to talk to you again soon, and I hope you have a good week. Great. Thank you. Appreciate all your help. Absolutely. We'll see you next time right here on the Prosper Podcast.
George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management. Registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.